everybody. This is Pam at the Paper Outpost, and this is the Paper Outpost podcast coming to you today from the park. Um, it is a beautiful day. It is warm but cool at the same time. People are in shorts and t-shirts and some pants. Um, we're going to be talking about crafty tools today. How many do you really need? What is essential? What can you live without? What um, makes a good number of tools, selection of tools, and um, also thinking about the resources for tools you might already have that can be used for other other functions. Um, for example, I think it's always a good idea to shop at home first and see what you have. There's a lot of things that we have in our tool chest, our drills, our hammers, our awls, AWL, our you know, pliers, our nippers, our all sorts of fun things that we already have that can be multi-purposed. Maybe you have an old leather puncher um, back in the day. Um, you can punch holes with that. And sometimes they have a variety of sizes on the one leather puncher. You can punch holes in paper with that. And sometimes pretty thick paper too, if you ever want to do that for covers, things like that. Um, just a fork. I mean, a fork can be used for so many things. You can you can knit on a fork. You can dip it in, uh, you know, paint or ink and make little dots with it. You can make um, dotted lines with it. Um, probably a million other things that I can't think of at the moment. But um, yeah, so I would say first, you know, consider what you have already and how you can multi-purpose those things. Be a bit of a MacGyver of the craft tool world uh, before you go running out, spending a lot of money on a, a pile of expensive tools that you may or may not fall in love with. Um, also, I recommend getting recommendations from other crafters, um, not necessarily crafters that are trying to sell you something, but crafters that are actually using the products and they're saying, hey, this makes life a lot easier to do this. And you see them use it a lot. And, um, you know, there's a little bit of extra credibility there. Um, then, you know, just saying, you know, hey, I have like a million things and buy them all because um, I've bought tons of tools before and I only use a small percentage of what I've actually purchased. But um, um, I do have some favorites that I thought were absolutely worth the money. And even if they break or something, I'll go out and buy another one because it's just so valuable to me to be able to have the ease to do something. Um, and um, that to me is a worth it tool. I have a bit of a love-hate relationship with paper punches. Um, I love the fact that they punch paper. I don't love the fact that they're sometimes unreliable and they get stuck or they don't punch right. There are some tips and tricks to getting that to work better. And, um, uh, but it, it does seem to be a bit of a struggle. But when you first get it and it works well, the you know, days are good, but they're numbered. You know what I mean? They're numbered. <laughs> so yeah, enjoy it as long as you can. Um, I've heard about um, like, <laughs> punching wax paper and punching um, aluminum foil wax paper to make it slippery so that the device doesn't stick aluminum foil to sharpen the blade a little bit more that may or may not work I've talked to a knife uh, expert and he said it won't work for the with the aluminum and I haven't had good luck with that but um, you may have and maybe it works for you and your particular paper punch so don't rule out anything until you give it a personal try I think that's a good bit of advice um, listen to everybody and um, take the little pieces, um, valuable tidbits of what makes sense to you and give them a try and see what you think and make the best decisions for yourself. Because that's, that's just life in a, life in a, um, 
a cherry bowl, isn't it? Yes. Um, I think it's good to keep your eyes open for new possibilities. Maybe there will be a new fantastic tool or gizmo that might make your life easier. Uh, But it may just become one of those clutter things. And boy, tools can really... um, um, I, tools can be really, well, they can be space occupying, taking up a lot of room in your craft room or in your craft uh, drawers or in wherever your craft storage is, or, and they can become, um, you feel guilty getting rid of them because you spent so much money of, on them and you might use them one day and then they become these big clutter manifestations of craft tool mountain of unused toys, um, so you got to be careful of that. But if you find some key tools that you really like, you're golden. And I, you'll know what they are because you'll naturally gravitate back to those tools. Oh, let me grab that little gizmo. It worked perfectly here. Um, one of mine is a, a, a little bamboo stick, like a skewer stick. Those can be used for so many things like rolling uh, paper beads, things like that, curling paper, um, making beads or decorating beads and then while they're drying drying, you can put them on there if they'll fit um a lot of things so I like to have a few of those I probably have a million and I don't need a million because when I got them they came in a package of a million um so you kind of have to ask yourself okay realistically over the next year or two how many am I going to truly use five (laughs) you know what I mean Um, so maybe it's okay to release some of the extras or maybe think of other purposes that you could use the extras for Uh, maybe because they they could be the tops of little parchment scrolls like tops and bottoms or something like that that might be cute Um, or you could you could build covers Um, you could like do like a little log log laying down thing glue them on and paint them I don't know you could just do a lot of different things with them trying to think about what other alternatives your tools can be uh, used for. That's obviously a very basic tool. Um, I would think that um, it is very interesting if you go through and you saw what you spent your money on. You take a look and you're like, okay, that made sense, that made sense, this made no sense. And And if you're unsure of whether to let go of the tools, it's okay to put them in a separate box and then put them in the attic or the garage in a little cooling down area where you haven't quite let them go yet and maybe you're going to let a year pass to see if you ever have the need to go back in that box and pull that tool out. Um, I've done this and I completely forget about what I put in those boxes. Like once they are out of my sight, they're gone. And I've already in some way, shape or form mentally released myself from the need to have that close to me. And I want to keep the things close to me that I use the most and I like to use. Then there's the big factor of do you enjoy the feeling and the use of the tool? Um, Like for example, my Easy Action Scissors from Fiskar. It sounds like a promotion, but really, I mean, you squeeze these you don't pull these scissors apart, you squeeze them together to get them to function. And my hand just really loves that feeling. It's so, uh, if you have any arthritis in your hand or your hands are not super strong, I can only speak from my perspective, but I have found great relief using those types of scissors. And you can get them in little scissors, meat-sized scissors, big scissors, all sorts. And um, that was a game changer for me because my hands were getting exhausted cutting, like pulling with my thumb and my index finger apart, pull, pull, pull. 
Um, and just to have the hands feel good, I could craft for so much longer and get have so much more enjoyment with my papers and make so many more things because my hands weren't tired. And uh, so that was a definite keeper. Um, obviously, uh, my crocodile two big bite. I love that. It uh, sets eyelets and punches two different holes. And um, it took me, there was a frustration period. There was a very big frustration period where I, I didn't understand how to use the eyelet setter. I did everything wrong. I read the manual, I threw away the manual, I had to look it up to see if I was, it was so confusing and it, you needed this chart and I didn't want a chart to follow. I just wanted to, to, it to work. That's all I wanted it to do was to work. I wanted to put the thingy in there and clump, crunch it together and it just be good and done. And what I found was um, I was either putting in the eyelet upside down or I had the wrong size eyelet, or the wrong style or brand or something, or the shank was too long, something like that. And once I kind of figured out, okay, this crocodile two big white likes three sixteenths best, and it sort of likes one eighth eyelets. And when you buy eyelets from different makers, you're gonna get a little variation in size, even though they're supposed to be the same size. Um, and shank length does make a difference, um, but I think that once you find your happy place and you figure out which way to always put the eyelet and then once you find out that it's the this is what I, I can't I tried every combination of the, the little things that swirl around that, that you can pull and twist and, and try and make a match and I came up with the big nipple on top and the silver flying saucer on the bottom will get you through 99% of your 316th eyelet squashings and um, when you set your eyelets that seems to work like 99% of the time. Um, occasionally there'll be a dud. Occasionally one will be off center or maybe I put it in upside down again. But I, once I figured that out, I thought I'm, that's all I need to know. I just need to set an eyelet. I don't, I don't need to understand the entire workings of this little machine. I just want to set an eyelet quickly and move on. And um, so I think I did a video on that, how to do that. Because uh, I, I figured if it was driving me crazy, it must be driving other people crazy too. And I'm totally open to hearing any tips or tricks you have with all that stuff. Um, let's hope it doesn't involve a lot of reading of manuals and uh, charting or graphs or anything like that. Please, thank you. Okay, things should be easier in life. Um, and when things flow, and when your crafting flows, you know when your crafting flows how good you feel. You just feel like, oh, things are just pouring out of the ends of my fingers and creating things and, it, and life is good and the paper feels good and it's crunchy and it's got a great smell and you're making fun things and time flies because you're having so much fun and uh, um, that's when you know you're in the zone the creative crafty zone and um, you know when things don't go well like I learned the other day whatever you do uh, I have my, my printer is hardwired to my computer whatever you do when you're in the middle of a printing job do not disconnect the hard wire from your computer to your printer because you will be there for the next two hours trying to figure out how to get your printer to talk to your computer again or at least I was and I'm like oh please can we have can we have like go for a coffee together and get to know each other again I you guys weren't apart that long maybe but maybe maybe you could you could rebond or something like that and um they were not having any of it no they didn't want to hear from me at all no they're like nope sorry sister Sally we are we are done we are not talking to each other. It is over, and that ship has sailed, and we're moving on. And um, um, it was just 
I was holding out hope. And uh, so finally, I went, we went into counseling. And uh, there were some more YouTubes watched, videos on how to get printer to talk to computer and computer to talk to printer. And finally, in the end, after all the advice and nothing worked, I thought maybe I should just turn my, print, my computer on and off and see if that works. I tried my, turning my printer on and off a thousand times. That didn't work. I had to re, like reboot my computer and magically, all of a sudden, everything talked to each other again and life was good and we were rolling and the tool was working again. And I consider a printer a tool. I, I consider a sewing machine a tool, a printer, um, a crocodile to big bite, the crocodile, regular crocodile, which is the shorty version. It still sets eyelets and punches holes, but it is um it doesn't have the large mouth gap so you can get into the center of a book that seems to be why the crocodile two big white was invented to get the long reach to get the hole now you don't need to have that to craft you don't need to have a crocodile two big white to successfully create holes in your um signature pages and your covers to get your journal sewn together all you need to do is have a little ingenuity and creativity and your macgyver uh nest in your back pocket and pull that out and then just grab some kind of pokey tool or a awl or um, a nail. A nail will work. Um, <clears throat> and a hammer. And then just make sure that whatever is underneath it is something that's going to protect the table that you're on. Like ham- you can hammer into a book, like an open book or a phone book or something like that. That's something that you can do. People build extensive cradles to keep all their papers organized and aligned and together and they also build or they paper clip the heck out of these things so they don't migrate and I'm not I'm open to the paper clip thing but the cradle that was it it was just too big too bulky and it, it didn't didn't it was just clunky for me I, I just thought you know what this crocodile too big bait just gets in there gets the job done and I'm in and out and we're moving and we're sewing the signatures in and we got the journal done and um, so you can make things as simple or as complicated as you choose you may not have all the simple answers right away because you're learning you're going through a growth process you're being exposed to new ideas and techniques and um, ways that people do it but one of the things that was so helpful to me in the beginning was to watch a lot of different crafters and I picked up little a different little tips from each one of them they all had this simple way of doing something that I would have never thought of in a hundred million bajillion years but that person you know, thought of it in two seconds and they were motoring on as if it, it never even happened. Yet to me, it changed my universe because that's that was my sticking point. That's where I got stuck and I couldn't get past. And I knew if I got past that point, everything would flow again. But I didn't know how to get past that particular point. And um, so one of the big ones for me was how to get my signature pages to be nice and aligned and like not one have like not have one signature higher than the other and all that kind of thing or the pages sticking out in this and that. So, yeah, I went through a lot of um, idea training on that just by gathering tips and tricks from other people and maybe thinking of some things myself. And well, they did that, but maybe what if I do this? And um, just finding some things. And sometimes you gotta see it right in front of you, like when a person is making a journal right at that moment where they're creating it. And 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 actually, the person who's creating it is probably thinking, oh, this is so boring for people to watch because, you know, here I am just sewing in another signature. I'm going to, you know, sew in signature number four and I'm doing the exact same thing. Does anybody really want to watch this? But there's something about when you're learning and you're you're watching the repetition of something, you're going to pick up a little nuance every time the person does the act. And um, I found that helpful for to me to watch videos that didn't skip any steps because if they edited out that one little step that they didn't think was important, but it was to me, 
and it made a big difference to me, I was lost or gone. Like, I would think, wait a minute, how did you get from there to there? Because that's what I don't get. That's exactly what I need to know. But then somebody, another crafter, would not edit it, and they would just show from beginning to end. Um, and then once you have that tip down, you're, you can take it up on your own. It becomes part of you, and um, then you can move forward, forward, and then maybe next time you watch video, you don't have to watch every signature being sewn, and you can just fast forward through that and um, move on because you're past that stumbling block for yourself. And um, you can use templates. I'm not a big fan of templates. And uh, See, I can use a template, and everything still come out wonky. Um, I can put signatures in upside down all the time, every day, backwards, upside down. I can decorate a book and realize I put the cover on backwards. I can't tell you how many times that's happened. Um, but there are e easy ways to get out of those things. They're not so bad. Um, there's ways if you're like short a page in a journal, how to add an extra page to your, your signature so you don't have to pull the whole signature out and start over. You can just start from there, carry on, move on, and life can be grand and dandy again before you know it with just a couple extra simple easy tips and tricks so yeah keep the peepers open keep the ears open and you may you may pick them up as you go I think that um, um, we all have them and it's nice that we have this venue called YouTube where we can share these ideas with each other um, they'll get you through those little sticky points in life and you can carry on and keep going and and life can be good um, I would say it's like going to life is like a box of chocolates you know you just bite in you never know what you're gonna get and um, crafting is kind of like that you got to try a few new things a little twist every now and then if you find that you're even if you love to do the same craft something that's repetitive like um, knitting or I don't know is that you know I guess it's not totally repetitive but my scarfs were who are we kidding um, and sometimes you're just in it for the Zen zone you know you don't want complicated you just want to relax and kick back and let your hands slowly move in a way that feels good and relaxing and that's beautiful I mean that's that's the glory that's like the pinnacle high point honestly or you're maybe flipping through your junk journal that you're decorating and every page has newness and and you're not afraid to look at each page going to yourself am I gonna decorate this page or am I gonna leave it blank am I gonna put some lines on it or some pretty note paper on it or a rubber stamp or just gonna let it be and not feel the need to have to fill every page um, I get asked this often aren't you really taking away the joy from other people decorating their journals if you put up something on um, every page and uh, I don't decorate every page but I do decorate a lot of pages because to me that's fun I enjoy the journey of the decoration um, I get my creative you know buzz on and I'm just like having fun um, but I do try and space it out through the journal um, maybe I'll start with every third page or every fifth page and I'll work my way through the signatures like maybe one page in the first signature one page in the second signature that kind of thing and then, um, so I get my stuff evenly distributed so there's not a big fat part and then the skinny part um, is all sort of balanced. <clears throat> and then the journal will just kind of tell me when it's done. So I've got enough stuff in here, I'm good, good to go. My, my journals may look like, hey, she's got way too much stuff in there, but I don't know, I, that's, I just like it. It's just, it feels good to me like to have this stuff squashed. Chubby little journal with all these goodies bursting to be explored. To me, that's fun. Um, somebody else might find that a, a, a journal that just feels like a regular book where it has lots of open and free space for writing and journaling and drawing and doodling and, and self-expression from the um, recipient can be enjoyed. Um, 
that's beautiful too and one is not more beautiful than the other it's all, all a beautiful space so take a look at your tools what you already have and take a look at the tools that you really love and um, just enjoy yourself today with your papers happy crafting everybody